Good afternoon, Susan. Did you survive uh, Groundhog Day? I did. Yeah, Groundhog Day happens not far from where I live. That's right. You're in Pennsylvania. It's what, Puxatawney Phil and Puxatawney PA? Is that where he is? Yep. How far to Puxatawney from where you are? Uh, well, it's one of those places that you can't get there from here. <laughs> uh, as the crow flies, it's probably only about a half an hour, but driving is probably closer to an hour because there's just not a direct route from here to there. Because it's there. <laughs> right, and you're not buried in snow, so that's good. All right, no, it's been really mild. And it's going to be 59 here on Saturday. So, yeah. want to hear what we're going to try to talk about today? Yeah, what's on the agenda? Well, it's the Jersey Joe Show. Uh, today's February 6th. It's a news and perspective you won't hear on TV. And actually, I've got something really disturbing. A couple of things, but one of them that you didn't hear on TV that you should have heard about, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about why you didn't hear about it on TV. Anyway, you know who Plato was, right? The Greek philosopher? Yep. yep. Well, our quote of the week's from Plato uh, on what happens to us when we ignore politics. And our stupidest thing of the week uh, that I've heard all week, just like last week, we have three contenders. You're going to have to pick, pick the winner. We have three nominees. The first one, we're going to tell you... Uh, who has declared pregnancy to be a disease? Can you imagine the saying that pregnancy is now should be classified as a disease? <laughs> uh, and the second, we'll tell you about some homeowners who are suing the city to force the city to close down a baseball park next to their brand new home. So you have people bought brand new, never lived in homes, bought them right next to the baseball park. They can't pretend they didn't see the baseball park. And now that they moved in, they want the city to close down the baseball park. Yeah, but I believe um, I sent you that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. And our third nominee is a congressman uh, claiming that the reason Walgreens uh, is closing a, uh, a one of the stores in her district is driven by racism and not economics. So I'll let you, I'll play the clip of her making that claim and you can pick the winner. And another sad example of the mental decline of President Biden, we'll play a clip of him from uh, the other day where he, he talks about a meeting he had last year with a person who's been dead for 25 years. Literally, he said, well, when I sat down and he, I'll tell you who he named and I said to him, blah, blah, blah. The person he claimed to have talked to in 2021, shortly after his inauguration, has been dead for 25 years. So no, Joe, that's not the person you talked to. Um, We'll tell you why the construction of new wind turbines is responsible for massive increases in CO2 emissions. Um, here's one for you. How long do you think the typical Olympic athlete is the career of a typical Olympic athlete? How many, you, you have an Olympics every four years. So if you're a gymnast, you know, maybe you do three, right? You, you do the first one when you're 16, you do the next one when you're 20, and you do your last one when you're 24, right? Yeah. yeah. So best case, you do three. Well, we're going to tell you about yeah. a, U a U.S. Olympic athlete who's getting ready to compete in her eighth Olympics and uh, and what sport she competes in. She holds the record for having the longest Olympic career of any uh, U.S. athlete. We'll tell you about a recent NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, ruling that will allow student athletes to unionize. And I think I shared this with you, and uh, you were kind of outraged since you're pretty involved in student yep. athletics. Yep. And we'll tell you, uh, you know, when we do our taxpayer relief shots, we always talk about when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Yep. Well, we'll tell you exactly how many minutes that is if you're in New York City and you call the police with a uh, top priority crime in progress. We'll tell you how long it takes for the police to get there. Mm -hmm. And in that related story, our taxpayer relief shot comes to us from Salem, Indiana, where a man in a house shoots and kills another guy who was stabbing the residents of the home. Can you imagine 
911, uh, can you send the police? There's a guy here with a knife stabbing people. Can you imagine mm -hmm. if you had to wait yeah. for the police to show up? Yeah. All right. All right. You ready for the quote of the week? What's the quote of the week from Plato? He said, the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs, and you can say politics, is to be ruled by evil men. And I'm going to add, I'm going to modify that. I'm saying the price good men pay for indifference, instead of men, I'm going to say peop, good people, because women vote. The price good people pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil or incompetent men. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? He sees it evil, but times have changed. Yeah, and uh, Plato lived how how long ago? And it's so, so like relevant today. 200 BC or something like that? Yeah. Time, uh, nothing, nothing has changed over the centuries. But yeah, over... Over 20 centuries, the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get on to our three contenders for the stupidest thing I've heard all week. The first one, this is a, from a, a paper written in a very respected medical journal called the Journal of Medical Ethics. Mm -hmm. It's a, two doctors from Norway. And here's their argument. They say in this paper, and this is a quote, in this paper, we identify some key features of what makes something a disease and consider whether these apply to pregnancy. We argue that there are some compelling grounds for regarding pregnancy as a disease. Like a disease, pregnancy can be treated medically. Like a disease, this is the, the, the killer line here. Like a disease, pregnancy is caused by a pathogen, an external organism, an external organism invading the host's body. Now, as a woman, do you think that's ridiculous? It is ridiculous. And it also brings up a really good argument for these states that are saying, you know, that are anti-abortion. But if you had a parasite, they would treat you. Yes. But if you're pregnant, they refuse to treat you. <laughs> so that brings up a really good argument for these states. Yeah, but to claim that pregnancy is caused by a pathogenic external organism invading the host's body. Talk about uh, bizarre logic. Anyway, before you give your opinion, whether that's the winner or not, let's go on to the second one. And you sent me this one. Yep. The second one is about some homeowners, I think five or six of them. They're suing to shut down a town park. So back in 1990, which was 33 years ago, the town of Bernardsville in New Jersey, very upscale area, lease some unused land uh, that the city owned to a nonprofit organization to build a, a baseball, uh, build a park with four baseball diamonds so that mm -hmm. the town youths could play on. You know, they had tournaments, they have softball, they had little league, mm -hmm. you know, they had uh, the, the peewee league. When you get into baseball, you have all these different age brackets. Um, mm -hmm. Well, anyway, 30 years later, uh, 2021, a developer uh, built some adjacent land and built, I believe, $6 million plus homes on some adjacent lands that bordered the park. And those people willingly bought those million dollar homes, fully aware of the fact that the homes bordered the baseball park. So now what have those new home buyers done? Why they've sued the town to close, to close down the baseball activities, of course. And here's a quote from the story. In December, the Bernard's Township Committee renewed the Ridge Baseball Club's lease on the park for another 20 years. Those five new households and three other neighboring properties are suing the town, <clears throat> upset with the seasonal activities of youth baseball at fields they live across from. Plaintiffs, well, a bunch of names, who own the new houses, uh, said the following, uh, have amount that, that 
the fields amount to a public nuisance. Uh, it looks like people, they buy homes next to an airport and then they complain because of the noise of the plane. Or around here, the people who buy their uh, property next to a farm and then complain about the smell. About the smell. So, you know, classic, mm -hmm. like it, it wasn't that they put a big uh, canvas tarp over the base and you couldn't see there were four baseball diamonds. You knew there were four baseball diamonds there. And by the way, and you only play baseball, what, three, four months of the year? It's not like you're playing it's a baseball. Sport. Spring, it, it's, summer. Yeah. And so you're from. They're not playing in the middle of the night, disrupting your sleep. And they're not playing November, December, January, February, March, you know. So this is a, you know, and it's like, you're right, it's daytime. You know, peewee leagues are not playing games at 9, 10 o'clock at night under the lights. So anyway. And to these teenagers that are playing Little League or whatever league ball they're in, if they didn't have this outlet, they might be getting into mischief. Yeah, they might be burglarizing your house, you know, they might be doing robbing stuff. Anyway, so. So that was the first two. Now, here's the third. Now, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, uh, she's a black woman from, she's the one with the shaved head, the bald head. Mm -hmm. uh, she's from an area of Boston. She represents a Boston radical left-wing screaming liberal. Anyway, Walgreens, by the way, has been closing stores. Walgreens mm -hmm. has announced the closure of 450 stores in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, this year. Well, they started last year with a total. They announced way ahead of time these stores are losing money high crime shoplifting uh you know uh, they're getting robbed at gunpoint and mm -hmm. they're just not profitable can't blame them can't blame them so one of them happens to be in her district Roxburgh which is a suburb of Boston and here is her take she says no no this isn't for economic reasons they are targeting because they're racist and here's her claim here we go Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% Black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Um, there's more, but so the only thing I'll agree with her is that they're not innocent. These, I am sure that Walgreens decision is based on profit and loss statements. Right. But I'm going to back it up. But she's saying, no, 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 that's not what I'm going to back this up 15 seconds. That's not what she's saying. She's saying there's a completely different. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get what she's saying. And I have right, to. Here we, go. Here, here we go. Threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator. All right. Again, one more time. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. She's saying they are life-threatening acts of economic and racial discrimination. That's her That's her take on this. Here we go. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop General, investing from black and brown communities.
So you get so there she is. She's saying no. Economics has nothing to do with it. This is motivated purely by. I'm sure on Walgreens' side, it is all economics, profit and cost statements. No CEO in his right mind would close a profitable store. Exactly. But she's saying no. They're doing this on purpose because they don't like brown people, black people of color. So you got three to pick. You got three to pick from: is pregnancy disease. People demanding suing the town to make them close the ballparks, or I, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley saying Walgreens closes stores because they're racist bigots. Which one is the? I gotta go with the one I sent you because you know, <laughs> unless these people were blind, uh, had a, a visual disability, they knew they were buying their property next door to a baseball field. Right. You know, I'm torn. These three are so close. Uh, I mean, really, I'm gonna let the listeners. I'll, I'll take votes on this one, uh, but talk about. Uh, grandstanding, Congresswoman Leona President, talk about grandstanding. Oof, it just, I shake my head. Um, I wonder if she really believes that or she's just making a, making this a political. So, you know, here's my, I wonder if she actually believes that the other 450 stores Walgreens is planning on closing are also simply the result of racism or if the other 449 are being closed for simple economic reasons and they just decided to pick just that one store in her district because they don't like people of color. So what do you think? Is that are the other 450 being closed for racial reasons or because they weren't? No, it, it's I, I'm sure that Walgreens decision is based purely on on PL statements. Yep. Income. All right. And that's now, their prerogative as a business owner. As a business, right. But they have they actually literally have a, a, a fiduciary obligation to their shareholders to do that. Mm-hmm. Um they and the board of directors have a, a you know, if they don't take an, a necessary and needed steps, uh to preserve the value of their stockholders' money, they, they're actually in violation of their fiduciary obligation. All right. I think I sent you a, a clip the other day, too, about, you know, with all these stores that are locking their stuff up, and, and you're seeing this in Walgreens and CVS, they're locking up the items of high value, yeah. but they're not locking up the criminals that are stealing these high value. <laughs> yeah, items. they're locking, instead of locking up their product, they should be locking up the thieves. <laughs> all right. Um, Here's a really sad one. This is Biden. He was uh, giving a talk the other day, and he and the incident he's talking about was the G7, his first G7 meeting after he became president. Remember, he was sworn in in January 20th of 21. I think he attended the G7 meeting a few months later. And um, he, he, I'm going to play this little clip. He tells a story about talking to President Mitterrand. First, he refers to him as the president of Germany. He was actually the president of France. But in 2021, Mitterrand had been dead for 25 years. So here's Biden talking about telling Mitterrand something, even though Mitterrand has been dead for 20, uh, 25 years when he, at the time this supposedly took place. Here we go. I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, Thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors. Two bobbies are killed, 
in order to stop the election of the prime minister. What would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? Well, the whole world watched. The whole world watched. So again, Mitterrand has been dead for 25 years. So first he refers to him Maybe as the he president. He did have a conversation in his head with this person. Well, well, Maybe first he, he calls him right. First he calls him the president of Germany, and then he corrects himself. No, president. Of, no, he was the president of France. Well, no, he wasn't the president of France. Not in 2021 when you claimed you talked to him. And, and not by the way, for 25 years. When he talks about two bobbies being killed, he's trying to claim that two Capitol police officers were killed. Not a single Capitol police officer was killed on January 6th. Not one. They didn't. Die. Nobody died on January 6th, and nobody was died. Now, did some guy die of an aneurysm? Did some guy yes. commit suicide? But yes, yes, the no, no capital police officer was died of a, as as a result of a homicide by anything done by anybody who entered the capital. So even there, he's a. I don't know if he believes that the January's people who entered the capital building January literally killed these people, but no, it never happened. So I've also never heard it referred to as the South of England, only the South of France. South of France. Yeah, he's mixing up. France and England and Germany. So now here's the saddest part. I actually, before we came on air, I actually did a search. I searched, you know, Biden, Mitterrand. Uh, and other than Fox News, there's not a single other network carried the story. Now, last week when Trump inadvertently mixed up and he referred to Nikki Haley as Nancy Pelosi, yeah. I checked that too. Every single network broadcast Mm -hmm. CNN and then the, the press, New York Times, Boston Globe, Washington Post, every single, you could not find a news outlet, uh, video or, or print that didn't cover Biden mixing up Haley and Pelosi. Do you think a single one other than the Fox covered uh, Biden? I mean, in my opinion, I think they're both getting a little delusional. Neither one of them should be president. I, I agree. But, <laughs> but in terms of media bias, don't you mm -hmm. think... Oh, media bias, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, cl clearly, when Biden mistakes, when when he maybe inadvertently refers to Haley as Pelosi, that's national news. When mm -hmm. Biden claims he had a conversation with a, a guy who's been dead for twenty years, uh, the press didn't think that was worth covering. So, you know, there's not many Americans who probably know, unless you're in politics, who know who the current or former president of France or prime minister, previous or current of of England is. Well, I know McCarthy. Well, the point is, but you're the president of the United States. You if you're the president of the United States as as that role, you should damn well know who they are. Yes, you should damn well know. Especially when you're talking to them at a at a G summit. All right. Anyway, you want to talk about U.S. Olympians? Yeah, let's talk about them. So you want to guess what sport uh, that uh, the same woman has been competing in? She's going on her eighth Olympics, uh, which will make this her 24th year as an olymp as an olympian wow. olympian olympic competitor you want to guess what sport she's in uh actually i do know this she's in uh skeet shooting skeet and trap shooting she's a six-time olympic medalist she's won uh 33 world gold cup 13 uh silver 12 bronze a world champion trap and skeet um so that there's a little trivia for her the woman who has competed in the most olympics the, the, it's a U.S. and she's the only one. She, this summer, she will have competed in her eighth Olympics, which is a record for any Olympic athlete. Her name is Kimberly Rode, R-H-O-D-E, if you want to Google her. 
Kimberly Road, R-H-O-D-E, which I think is quite an amazing feat yeah. uh, to, uh, com- to, to have an Olympic career that spans 24 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll never see a gymnast with tw- a 24-year Olympic career, right? All no. Right. Now, I know you, you graduated Penn State and you, get, and you yep. still go, you have a lot of contact yep. uh, with uh, some of the sports teams here. Well, yep. the uh, men's basketball team in uh, Dartmouth College up in New Hampshire petitioned the NLRB to form a union and the college said they can't form a union because they're not employees. Mm-hmm. And the NLRB came back and said, yeah, you know, we think they really are. So yeah, you guys can unionize. So that could have been one of my dumb, stupidest things I've heard all week. Uh, what do you think about the NLRB saying, yep, you're employees. Yeah, they're not employees. They, they do certainly have benefits that to them as, you know, sure. many of them are on scholarship and uh, they do have extra privileges provided to them as student athletes. But uh, in recent years, the um, NCAA has passed a a ruling that does say that student athletes now can um, benefit from what's called NIL, and that's name, image, and likeness. So if you are one of these top athletes, you can now sell and profit from your name on jerseys or your image or your likeness being used. You now are a, a an entity that can profit from yourself. And I'm absolutely fine with that. But to say yeah, absolutely. but to say you're an employee of the college, and by the mm-hmm. way, you're an employee of the college that only that only works three months of the year and a couple of days a week. <laughs> well that I'll argue because those athletes do, you know, they're they're working out yeah. 12 months a year. Okay. But... Well the point is but to say and and you can union I I mean I just think uh um, mm-hmm. don't know where this is going to go, but I think the NLRB has has gone way, way too far. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in their definition, because now they're saying that Uber drivers, as an example, who are free to work and not work. I mean, if they want to work for 90 minutes and say, yeah, I'm not turning off my, you know, I'm, I'm dropping out. I got something to to say that an Uber driver is an employee, not an independent They're contractors. Contractor. They, they are the definition of a contract contractor. worker. They provide their and, own. They set their own. Athletes yeah. are not contract workers, by the way. Right. I don't I would not classify them as I would an Uber, Uber, well, Uber driver. That's Biden's NLRB, just so people, again, you probably didn't hear that on TV. That's why we call it news perspective you won't hear on TV. And I'm glad, though, by the way, that the athletes can now profit from NIL because if they're not profiting from NIL, the college is profiting from NIL. So it's these students. I'm I'm all for that. And I think the NLRB should have stayed the hell out of this. How much time we got? Oh, let's see. We... Uh, where's my clock? Uh, you got about 10 minutes. Okay, so we can take a little more time. So yep. before we do our taxpayer relief shot, we always talk about when the you know seconds count, police are minutes away. Yep. Well, yep. Uh, last week, the New York City Re- Police Department uh, released its uh, updated police response time to the what they call a number one uh, priority call, which is a crime in progress call, which means get here right away. There's a crime happening right now. And we're talking uh, murders, rapes, murders, um, rapes, assault. Somebody's being beaten. Somebody sees somebody beating somebody, you know, kicking them on the ground, and and a bystander calls nine one one. Like, quick, you know, this guy's beating this guy, is kicking him in the head. Sixteen minutes and twelve seconds. Yeah, sixteen. And unfortunately, that's not unique. I think Denver. The last time I looked, Denver was like ten minutes. So this is not unique to New York City. Um, and that's why I'm saying, at the end of the day. You are the person who is primarily responsible for your own safety and those around you. If you think that the police, and by the way, the Supreme Court has already ruled in a case about 15 years ago 
I think it was Gonzalez versus the town of Castle Rock, that the police do not have any legal obligation to protect you. In that case, Gonzalez v. Castle Rock, um, an ex-husband who had a restraining order came into his ex-wife's house and killed a bunch of people. And the surviving relatives of the people he killed sued the Castle Rock Police Department for not protecting them from this guy that had the restraining order. And the Castle Rock police said, we haven't, even though it says protect and serve on the car, we have no legal obligation to, to keep you safe. When all the way to Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, yeah, yeah they actually don't. Because number one, it, it's impossible. It is impossible yeah. unless they assign somebody to follow you around. Uh, they cannot keep you safe, regardless of what's printed on the side of the car. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, 16 minutes and 12 seconds. If you're, if you, if you're one of the 7 million people that live in New York City and you call 911, come quick. Um, by the way, now that New York City has to, even though it's tough to get a concealed carrier permit, at least if you live in the city, you can now buy a gun and have it in your house. Mm -hmm. So uh, if it were me, I'd want to carry a gun. But even if you don't carry a gun, you live in New York City, I think you're foolish not to own a gun because somebody breaks in your house and you hear them trying to smash down. So you hear somebody trying to break your door, you grow hide, run and hide in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be 16 minutes till the police get there. So uh, you better have something more in your cell phone hand when he breaks your bathroom door down. All right. You want to move on to our taxpayer relief shot? Yeah. All right. And for those who haven't heard these before, here's why we call it. The Sheriff of Santa Rosa County, Florida, explain to you why we call them taxpayer relief shots. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Hopefully, you'll save the taxpayers money. And since we have the time, let me tell you how about Sheriff Grady Judd <laughs> feels about him. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. And last but not least, my favorite. But we have received information on social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhoods. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County. Because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. I just love that blow you back out of their house with their guns. Yeah. Oh, which is your favorite of those three? The grated cheese, blow you back out of the house, or I think he meant to say Swiss cheese, but right. yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's uh, go to our Salem, Indiana. And again, this is where the 16 minutes uh, is very, very important. Here we go. Deadly shooting in southern Indiana is now being called justified, and the man taken into custody will not be charged. It happened just after midnight Sunday at a house on North College Avenue in Salem. The prosecutor now says that Blake Henry acted in self-defense when he shot and killed Jacob Mitchell. Investigation found that Mitchell hit Henry and a woman in the house repeatedly and also shattered a glass cabinet in a fit of rage. Police say Mitchell was charging at Henry when he fired the shots. Police also say that Henry immediately called 911 and was giving commands to those trying to save Mitchell's life. 
Henry was released from custody. So a guy with a knife hitting you in the head, uh, hitting your hitting your wife in the head, uh, gets shot, and the police said, yep, uh, dead right there, justifiable homicide. Any argument with that one? No. All right. Any comment, anything else we talked about I, today? You know, I, I think, you know, we, we were talking about the 16 minutes in New York City, and, and when, you know, minutes count, or when seconds count, the police are minutes away. I want people to think about when you hear that glass break in the middle of the night, and you pick up the phone and call 911, how much time does it take that person to actually enter your house and do bodily harm to you and leave before the police get there? I mean, they'll, before the operator says, what's your name and where you're calling from, yeah. he's, you know, that, that person's already standing next to your bed. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, and, and by the way, at that point, they're going to knock the phone out of your hand and it's going to be all over. Yeah. So. And, and and particularly if you live out in a rural area, a lot of mm -hmm. people, you know, don't live. Well, I don't know which is worse. If you live in the middle of a big city, it's 16 minutes. And if you live out in the country where I live for a long time, yeah, uh, it, used, it was 20 minutes. I didn't live in a big city, yeah. but I lived in a, a, a just a, a, what do they call it? A non, not. Uh, not incorporated. Non incorporated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we had shared, we, at night, there was maybe six deputies for the whole county. So you'd be lucky to see your sheriff's deputy in 20 minutes if you called. Anyway. Yeah, and most of the places in Pennsylvania, outside of Philly and in Pittsburgh, Scranton area and the Harrisburg area, most of the towns yeah. around here don't have police. It's the state police and the or, state or, police or, county, or, count, or county sheriff. Or county sheriff. Yeah. Our state police barracks is about 20 miles from here. I remember where my so I do have in my town. I I do have local police, but you know, outside the the neighboring town doesn't have have police. It's the, it's my, the state police. Where my mother lived in Pennsylvania, they didn't have any town police. It was a county sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's true of some places in New Jersey in the yep. in the farm area, the northwestern part, in the southwestern part. You know, they're yep. they're just little unincorporated towns where they don't have a police force. They have either a sheriff or they rely on state police. That's probably more the norm than the exception. Anyway, yeah. before we run out of time, uh, anything, anything else you want to add? Nope. Hey, who, who are you rooting for this weekend? I uh, got to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. I bought a $20 ticket for them to win the Super Bowl back in the second week of September. And if they win, it's going to pay me <laughs> $360. Bucks, so I've got to root for the Chiefs. Anyway. That, that was some pretty long odds all the way back then. <laughs> back then. Hey, you know, you got to go with you with your gut. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, I also put $20 on the Eagles. I, I said it's going to be one or the other. So the Eagles, that's $20 I'll never see again. But even though I'm from Pennsylvania, I just can't root for a Philadelphia team. I hear you. All right. Anyway, I want to thank all of you who listen to this podcast for giving up 30 minutes out of your busy day to listen to me ramble on about the things I find of interest and importance. And I hope you found them as interesting and important as I did. And if so, hope you continue to listen in the weeks and months to come. If you want to see some of the materials and story links you heard me talk about today, uh, you can find them on the Jersey Joe website at jerseyjoe.com, with Jersey being spelled J-E-R as in Robert, Z as in Zebra, E-E, jerseyjoe.com. If you want to send me an email uh, with a comment, question, or suggestion, show topic, or your vote on the stupidest thing I've heard all week, just send that to joe at jerseyjoe.com. And other than that, producer Susan, unless you have anything else, I'll sign off and well, talk. I, to you I'd soon. be curious to know what other people hear that are stupid throughout the week. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear their votes from the three we nominated this week. Anyway, yeah. uh, talk to you next week, producer Susan. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.